0: Need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor. May be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about. Or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China. Then this is your show, China Business Cast.
1: Welcome to the China Business Cast. As we mentioned earlier, we'll be doing content every two weeks. So every two weeks we'll have an episode. One coming out at the start, and one coming out at the middle of the month. And for today's topic, we're going to be talking about a business-to-business goldmine, which has over 500 million members. Everyone in the West uses LinkedIn, if you haven't guessed which platform it was yet. But how to optimize and use this platform, and how to use it in China? This is the question we'll be answering with Daniela Santana in this episode. Daniela Santana is an inspiring entrepreneur, LinkedIn trainer, China business consultant, and female catalyst. We hope you'll enjoy, and let's tune in. So welcome to the the China Business Cast, everyone. Today we've got an uh, exciting episode. We're having Daniela Santana. With her, we're going to be focusing on uh, LinkedIn and how it could be used in China and some of the other competitors uh, around this whole network in China. So let's welcome Daniela to the show and uh, see what we can learn today.
0: Thank you, John. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited uh, to share some knowledge about LinkedIn with your audience today.
1: Yeah, that's uh, great. As far as for our listeners to learn a little bit about you, what what is your background and and what do you do and uh, what's your relationship or connection with China?
0: As soon as I arrived uh, in China, I saw a lot of potential of doing different types of businesses here. And so most of my friends, they were doing sourcing business. So I started to do a little bit of sourcing to the Brazilian market. Um, I'm from Brazil. And so Mm -hmm. uh, about two and a half years later, I left China and I decided I wanted to save money to open my uh, own business in China. So I got back in 2011. And I opened a company which called Concept Express, which is an all-in solution for companies that would like to manufacture or source from China and get the product manufacturing here. So basically that was my uh, main business until a few years ago when I also started to do uh, LinkedIn training and business development and sales trainings, uh, both in China, but also overseas. And on top of that, I also have a female community of women in business.
1: All right. Yeah, you're, you're doing a lot of different things. Um, you're involved in a lot of, lot of things and you're, you're still based in Shenzhen, correct?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, I, I also do business events um, here and uh, business talks. I used to be a TEDx co-organizer uh, at some point. I worked uh, with, Ted, with TED team for around one year. So I was doing a lot of events um, here as well.
1: Yeah, very cool. Yeah, you mentioned LinkedIn, and that's the the focus of uh, the episode today. LinkedIn is one of the few bigger foreign um, companies or um, international platforms that had the privilege of expanding into China. And when did you start using LinkedIn? Because that's one of the things you're you're known for. And when did you realize its business potential and, and maybe in relationship to China as well?
0: I first realized um, the LinkedIn potential actually not so long ago. So then I created a LinkedIn profile and I had this terrible, terrible picture, (laughs) which is a mistake that a lot of people do when they first create uh, their LinkedIn profile. I had this horrible picture, not professional at all. Um, My profile looked terrible. But then I think it was around 2014, i pu- I published uh, one article I think it was related to quality control in China, and that's what actually when I first realized the potential of LinkedIn because I got a lot of traction for that one single article for the first time I felt like okay somebody people are really noticing my work that I've been doing here in China so I think it was around two thousand and fourteen and two thousand between two thousand and fourteen and fifteen. But um, it wasn't until two years ago where I, I started to really work hard, harder and harder on LinkedIn. And I just got the most amazing deals and business opportunities, partnerships, speaking engagements, and just really so many opportunities um, on LinkedIn.
1: Okay, yeah, very, very interesting. LinkedIn, it is available in China, but there's also local com- competitors or local platforms that are very similar to, um, to LinkedIn. So, and they, according to sources, they are growing faster and larger than, than LinkedIn in China. And I'm like, I'm talking about Mai Mai or Jaupin or Liapin. Um, what does, what's the differentiation between these platforms and, and LinkedIn and why is LinkedIn in your view, still challenging these Chinese platforms?
0: I believe uh, the main difference is that LinkedIn is still a global platform and most of the people, um, most of the, let's say most of the Chinese people that do have a LinkedIn account, most likely they will speak English or they are trying to enter a foreign market. They're looking for customers there. And it's, and it's one of the most effective way, one of the highest ROIs in the market in terms of social media, uh, for you to, um, acquire a customer. Overseas. And so, uh, while the other platforms are more focusing on the Chinese market, everything is in Chinese. So if you are a foreigner, um, there's no chance for you. If you're a foreigner that cannot speak Chinese or read Chinese, there's not a chance for you to use those platforms. Uh, not to mention that the majority of those platforms are focusing on finding jobs. And so while LinkedIn is, it's, glo- it's focusing more on, on the global, Business, so I believe that's the main that's the main difference, and and I don't think LinkedIn is really being challenging in any way by those platforms. That is just my personal opinion. Basically, because like I said, uh, most of the Chinese there on LinkedIn, they are looking for international business. So if you if you uh, want to expand your business internationally, you go to LinkedIn. You don't go to those platforms. So I think LinkedIn still differentiate. By those points, and then if you are if you are working with the Chinese market, for example, if you're foreigner, then you need to probably hire a company or an assistant or someone that can take care of your profile because you won't be able to basically communicate with anyone in that platform because everybody is using Chinese.
1: All right, got it. So those platforms like Meimei and uh, Xiaoping are really for the domestic market, um, and which might also explain that why they're growing faster and larger because there's just so many Chinese people, right? Um,
0: Yeah, correct.
1: uh, LinkedIn is is for the cross-border, going globally. It's on the intersection between China and and the rest of the world, Um, which naturally also has a a lower uh, audience um, on, on the platform.
0: Yeah, exactly. And right now we have more than 32 million people already from China on LinkedIn, which is, um, well, it's not that much, but it's, it's, it's not a bad number. And uh, when you compare uh, the Asia growth on LinkedIn, it's really huge, it's, it's a big number. So Asia Pacific has one of the biggest growth, uh, I think in 2017 uh, on LinkedIn al- along with um, Latin America, mainly Brazil, and also Australia. So things are. LinkedIn is taking some efforts into getting more people that are based in China and also in Asia to join uh, the platform.
1: All right, good to hear. So one one of the things that you're doing with your own businesses, uh, you've developed uh, LinkedIn trainings, and um, how does how does that work? And why would people train for LinkedIn, or why would they um, develop themselves to? acquire skills that can help them in their, in their business development or in their business environments.
0: Right. We've, um, it's a great question. LinkedIn today is the main platform for, for business. We all know that, but it's still people uh, have no idea how to use it, what they should write, uh, how to get an engagement, how to have high engagements on the posts and so on. For example, I had, um, one my, that was actually one of my first Chinese students for my LinkedIn training, and he didn't have a, any engagement whatsoever. And after the, the training, he was he's actually posting viral content now. And uh, yeah, it just feels so great. Wow. I just yeah, I just love to help people, and um, especially in the business scenario. And I believe especially here in China, for the Chinese people, there are not that many courses that actually teach you. Uh, in depth what I teach about LinkedIn, because uh, I come from a background of business development. And so that's how I started on LinkedIn, because I needed to develop my my own business. But also, I also have done business development for other companies, even top 500 companies from Taiwan and Brazil and so on. And LinkedIn has been my major platform for doing that. And so I come with a background on business development and I combine that with social media, well, KOL or influencer, as you may say. And so I combine those two and then I created the winning course called LinkedIn Bootcamp, which is an eight hour offline course that helps you to build a personal brand, att- attract customers and achieve massive sales success. And so all of my students are super happy with the LinkedIn. And the reason why it's important for you to be there is because number one, it's free. It has, number two, it has the highest ROI uh, in the industry, especially if you are working with B2B businesses. And it's just so easy, like with a a click of a button, you can find a CEO or purchasing purchasing manager of certain company and approach them directly Mm -hmm. uh, for free and so easily. And you would be surprised by how friendly people are and that they respond very well to your messages if you know how to message um, what to write on the message how do you behave
1: Uh, so daniel you mentioned that your course is uh is, is offline face to face um so that does that mean people have to go to shenzhen to to participate in the course with you
0: uh, most of the courses happens offline at this point um, in Shenzhen, but I do have plans to take uh, the same offline course to Hong Kong and Shanghai. I've already, I'm already negotiating that with a few companies, which is are still an offline course. Uh, however, I'm gonna have the same LinkedIn bootcamp course available online by the end of March. So, which I'm so, so excited and I'm working in it uh, to make sure uh, I'm delivering great value uh, for the people. And so anyone basically uh, in China or overseas will have the opportunity to join the course.
1: Okay, so you've got some some great uh, expansion uh, plans going on.
0: Yeah, right. And I also do uh, LinkedIn one-on-one coaching. As well, when I also have uh, overseas uh, mm-hmm. students from US, uh, so many places, Brazil, Europe, and so on. I also created a, what I call the LinkedIn etiquette. <laughs> so basically, it's mm-hmm. how do you message people? What do you do? How often do you message them? What do you write? Um, and so there are many, many interesting things that I have uh, on my course.
1: I can very much relate to that LinkedIn etiquette. I've seen some weird things passing by my own personal LinkedIn. Um, Just people connect you and then they just say hi and they're like, okay, hi, what? You, you connected with me, then what do you want? Or what can I do for you? So right. um, uh, it's it can be very confusing in, in how certain people use it. But it's, it's a global platform, so maybe the etiquette globally is not everywhere as um, yeah. set as, as, as it should be.
0: Yeah, exactly. I constantly receive messages just like that. Hi. And I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't, unfortunately, I can't reply to those. (laughs) So I know myself. And so I took as well, uh, because I had to contact company personnel, um, such as CEO and business uh, business development directors and so on. And I know what type of message they will reply. I know how to greet them. And so that's why I believe it's very important for you to know what you have to write after you have already connected with someone. What, how do you message them? Uh, I realized as well that uh, being also um, a seller of services, I do constantly receive messages from a lot of Chinese companies, spam messages, basically, with the same copy-paste message uh, where they have not developed any relationship with me Don't even check my profile to see exactly what I'm doing. So they are trying to sell me, number one, without uh, not knowing anything about me, not researching about me. They are sending me messages that are completely, completely far away from what it is that I'm doing. So clearly, when you look at my profile, you know I'm not interested in what you're offering me. And, um, it's just a spam message and this doesn't work. It's a time consuming for both the people that are sending because you are wasting your time because you're not going to receive any reply. And it's a waste of time for the people that is reading because, uh, you, you know, you're not going to even reply, but you still need to open the, the message, right? (laughs) To see what it is. So it's very time consuming for both sides. So I strongly recommend people to really think careful of what they are messaging, uh, other people on LinkedIn, especially if that is a potential customer for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> in regards to those like spam kind of messages, is there like a function in LinkedIn where you can, like, in your normal email, you have a spam box or a junk mail, and those kind of mails get automatically filtered out? At least for me, with like I'm using uh, Gmail, which is, has a very great spam filter. But with the LinkedIn, I think everything just ends up in your inbox and you have to manually filter it or are there things to prevent that as well?
0: Yeah, correct. I actually uh, deactivated that function so I no longer receive um, message, uh, email, email message update. I only receive the messages that I receive on LinkedIn, and that's the only notification I receive because I just received too many messages on a regular basis. And my inbox was just getting full of messages and full of spam uh, messages as well. So I decided to deactivate that function.
1: Okay, then you, you don't get a notification in your email anymore. But every time you go to LinkedIn, you still see all the messages and you have to sort through them.
0: Yeah, correct. So now I only receive notifications uh, on LinkedIn. And so I go there, I check messages. In fact, uh, I did a small change um, on my profile. And the results of that, a lot of people were messaging me and congratulating me. And so I have around 500 uh, messages right now to reply on linkedin which is quite insane
1: <laughs> good luck with that
0: <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> but uh, the good thing is that you get to connect with people and the interesting ones yeah i will answer um unfortunately i will probably won't be able to answer all of it um But yeah, it's also a great way of uh, connecting with new people and just building a relationship. And the most important thing that people need to understand about LinkedIn is that it's a place for you to build relationship. For example, if you go uh, on a date, on a a date, on a first date with someone, you don't start asking them to marry you, right? Because they're going to run away. (laughs) So LinkedIn uh-huh. is the same thing. So you don't meet someone at first sight, and then you're already selling them stuff. And so it's a great place. You have to build meaningful relationships on LinkedIn.
1: I, I, I fully uh, fully agree and fully understand uh, what you're what you're saying. And are people using LinkedIn as well as like uh, maybe as a personal branding technique or, or yeah you know, building themselves up as the brand?
0: Yeah, I also use LinkedIn as a personal brand. And in fact, my brand just became, let's say, a recognized brand because of LinkedIn after I started using LinkedIn. So I've been doing business in China or with China for the last 10 years, and it wasn't until the last uh, two years that suddenly things um, really, like, skyrocket. And uh, I started to get a lot of traction by building a personal brand on LinkedIn. And sometimes I'm in a coffee shop and I would have people arriving and say, hey, are you Daniela Santana? <laughs> or are you Miss Santana? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's me. How do you know? <laughs> and then the person, oh, I follow your LinkedIn. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. And, and uh,
1: are th- are those Chinese people or are those uh, foreigners those- in China?
0: Oh, I have, I receive both. So I have had cases of, okay. of, uh, foreign, land. yeah, but also Chinese, because I do have a lot of Chinese, uh, both on my LinkedIn, but also on my WeChat, which I also use as a way of personal branding, uh, on my WeChat as well. And so, uh, the other day on the same coffee shop and in different areas of the city in Shenzhen, uh, a Chinese person approached me, Oh, are you Danny? And I'm like, Yes. Oh, I have your WeChat. I was like, Okay. <laughs> and uh, oh, cool. there's just uh, so many people yeah, that I get to meet uh, through, through the social media platforms I think it's very powerful if you know what you're doing and if you're providing uh, meaningful things and value for people
1: yeah, yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to hook into that so like you said if you know what you're doing uh, can you maybe share a, a few best practices or tips on how to get more out of LinkedIn or how to grow your network faster or attract more customers
0: Sure, John. So first of all, is to uh, have an updated and complete profile. So most of the people, like I said, just like me, when I first started in 2011, I had a horrible profile picture and um, my LinkedIn just looked like an online resume. So number one thing is LinkedIn is not an online resume. LinkedIn is a place for you to showcase all your expertise, all the projects you have done, all the amazing places you have spoken at uh, all the amazing people that you can meet over there so basically you have to have an updated profile so when someone uh clicks into your profile they right away can see okay that's a person i want to connect wow daniela has been doing amazing stuff i want to you know get to know her a little bit more or perhaps this is the person that we need for our project so you, you need to fill in your profile having the end goal in mind. For example, if you're trying to build a personal brand uh, that um, you want to expand it in the U.S. or into a certain industry, you need to fill in the profile for those people. You're not you're not filling in and having a profile for yourself. You need to have uh, the people that you want to connect with uh, in mind. So that's tip number one. And then tip number two is to be active and share uh, valuable content. So once you have already an updated and an amazing profile, you need to be active and start sharing things that are interesting because a good profile without nothing there to see will never get any traction. And that is uh, is like uh, the numbers don't lie. So for example, uh, I'm usually very, very active on LinkedIn every week. And I have, like, really high numbers as well, SSI's um, sales index, like, very high, usually higher than 80. And um, because these last three months, I've been super busy and doing a lot of things, and we had the Christmas Christmas event, uh, which took a lot of my time. And then after that, I had other projects that I had to work on and also my TV show coming up. So I couldn't uh, have the time for the first time in the last two years to basically work on LinkedIn on a regular basis. And then my numbers dropped so much just because I wasn't being active because the profile looked the same, everything was the same. What it, what it was different is that I was just, I wasn't there talking to people, I wasn't posting anything and I wasn't replying my messages. And so my numbers went uh, dropped like drastically and I was like, oh, wow, that's a great case study. So let me take a screenshot of that and uh, I will start putting more work right now and let's see how long it's going to take to get back to the normal numbers. And so right now I am uh, working back Uh, on that because I know I can, because I know the formula for LinkedIn. So I know very well uh, how to do that very fast. So if you are not sharing valuable content and if you're not being active, clearly you're not going to get any results from LinkedIn. Then uh, number three would be... um, to connect and develop meaningful relationships. So uh another interesting point is that okay after you are posting or maybe you think that's 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 it, that's enough. No, you need to connect, start adding interesting people and potential customers as well, or people that are related to conferences if, if some of your goals are speak at certain conferences or do more public speaking for example or finding people that are related with podcasts and so on and um, working working there to meet those people. And uh, one very interesting thing that people uh, don't know about it's, is that I also teach on my course is that people, if you want to get attraction on your LinkedIn very fast, you need to start locally. So by that, I mean, let's say I am based in Shenzhen. So I need to start adding the people that I know in Shenzhen already because the people that uh, I meet face-to-face or that already know me, most likely they will like and share and engage with my content and my posts on a regular basis. And that's going to help you to expand and to get traction on your LinkedIn. And so it's much easier to get someone that know, like, and trust you to like and share your things than just trying to build relationships sometimes with people that are so far away from you that you never have the chance to meet So if you want to go fast with your LinkedIn, start locally. Um, If you go to a a networking event, uh, the first thing that I do, for example, is to ask for the LinkedIn. I don't ask WeChat anymore. And the reason is because... Uh, I will I will have a long-term relationship with them then, and I can easily see what it is that they are doing because sometimes people cannot even explain what it, what it is that they do or they explain, but you don't understand that very well. Mm-hmm. And on a networking event, it's just so hard, so many people, it's hard to understand everything that people do. But if you actually get to get their LinkedIn, you'll be able to see what are their expertise, what are their skills, where are they working, what are they doing, and you can build a relationship with that person. And because that person already met you face to face, it's much easier to develop a long lasting relationship with those people. So that, that would be my three, my three best tips, I think, for, to, for, for LinkedIn uh, in 2019.
1: Okay. So connect locally, start locally, um, add, add value, uh, valuable content to, to your network. Um, so that maybe means, not only use your content strategy for, for your own blog and maybe, uh, other platforms where you share your content, but also share them on, on LinkedIn. Right. And the last tip was again.
0: Yeah. To have an updated and a complete prof- profile, right. a professional yeah, just keep it looking profile. Yeah.
1: Just keep it updated and uh, and clean and, and cover everything you do. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great tips. Thanks for, thanks for that. Uh, that's great value. Um, LinkedIn is also known a little bit for their uh, paid services or their their paid levels um, where recruiters and other types of people can can use the platform. What's your feel on that? Because those costs can be quite expensive for companies um, in terms of marketing. And and is it effective? Do people use it um, if it's just a personal or personal brand?
0: Right. Yeah. A lot of people struggle with understanding that. And uh, what I teach is that, uh, which is proven because I have done case studies with my own students on that. And I have never, ever had a LinkedIn premium profile, except for when LinkedIn gave me a free trial for 30 days. (laughs) So (laughs) and I was able to gain so much traction on my own LinkedIn, basically organic. I have never, ever spent one single cent On LinkedIn, and so uh, one thing that I would that I would recommend if you are a salesperson is you could you could if you wanted to if you have the budget you could use Sales Navigator, which will cost you around eight hundred dollars more or less a year. You could use that. However, there are many, many other ways that you can still use LinkedIn and, and find customers without even using the, the sales navigator. And for example, I have had clients, uh, students, that um, before they, they had a LinkedIn premium and they had zero engagement whatsoever and zero profile views. Uh, and then uh, one week after the course, they had the more than 3,000% uh, higher, and so, which is a crazy number if you think about it, but because you start using LinkedIn the right way, you are able to easily get traction. So if you think on the other side if that you're going to pay for LinkedIn premium and, and it's gonna, the magic is going to happen for you, Without you having to put any effort, that's not going to work. You know, it's it's going to be a waste of money. And so everything that I teach on my course, that I teach on my students, everything is 100% organic. I have never used anything that is paid for LinkedIn, even those other softwares outside LinkedIn that sends uh, messages to people and so on. I, I do not recommend uh, those to my students for many reasons, basically, because it's still a spam message It's sending messages that they say is a little bit more personalized, but, um, I have received tons of those messages. I never reply those because I know it's coming from a robot and I have no interest in dealing with someone that is sending me a message without even checking my profile. You know, I don't have time for that. And so people have to be very careful of like, what are your goals uh, on LinkedIn? And if you're going to use anything that is paid um, you need to be very aware of how that works. But in terms of using the LinkedIn premium uh, premium uh, packages, the only thing that I would recommend would be the sales navigator for people that are dealing with sales. So when you compare uh, the other plans as well, when they say, oh, you need to have a LinkedIn premium because that um, a lot of people come to me on my keynote speak- speeches and ask, okay, so if you're saying you do not need the LinkedIn premium, how about uh, the searches? Because you get limited searches. So, and my answer is um, there, there, there are other ways that you can still see those searches, huh? even if you don't have a LinkedIn premium. But I'm not going to tell you because my students will get really mad at me because <laughs> that's something <laughs> they pay to know.
1: <laughs> sure, and so, trade secrets, right?
0: Yeah. And then the other question is, okay, how about the messages? So you get around be in between 15 to 20 email messages if you have some of those LinkedIn premium plans. Uh, but there are still other ways you can still message those people, which I also teach on LinkedIn directly without needing to have a LinkedIn premium. And so... Uh, yeah, basically, I found a few hacks here and there uh, on top of the, the things that I already teach the students. And so I don't use and I'll probably never have a LinkedIn premium unless LinkedIn give it for me for free.
1: <laughs> okay, good to, good to know. Um, like I, I feel a little bit the same way. Um, like if you just buy the plans, the magic is not going to happen. You still got to put in the, the effort and the hard work. And without a proper... Proper profile without putting value out there, um, paying for, for exposure is is pointless as well, in my view.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. If you still have a LinkedIn Premium but you're not putting any um, effort into it, it's a waste of money, literally. Well, you could you could use that money to take my course. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that, that's great advice. Um, so on your, on your website, I, we've also saw that you're working on a, on a free ebook that's coming soon. It's called uh, Tools of the Trade. Um, and it's about uh, all the tools that entrepreneurs uh, can use for who, working with China or in China. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so uh, basically, um, it's it's a way of providing some free content for my audience. And it, the ebook is going to be ready soon. What I'm going to be um, basically showing is some of the platforms, apps, and things that you can use. They are free, that works both in China and overseas. Because what I realized is, for example, let's say mainly for online businesses. So, what I realized is that. Sometimes I want to take um, webinars from people that are overseas. And for example, I think it's GoToWebinar and a few other platforms. They use Google uh, as a way of streaming. And so we are here. We have no access to that unless we are using VPN. And so, but we don't know that. So somebody is advertising a webinar. You get so excited. You can't wait. And most of the time, because they are overseas, the training for us here in China is going to be, let's say, four in the morning or five in the morning. So you want to attend the, the 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 website, and you wake up. We wake up so early, put so much effort into it, and then it turns out that it only works with VPN because it's blocked. What they are using does not work in China, and I think that is very frustrating for both um, the person that like had to put so much effort and finally cannot watch the webinar. But also uh, the person that are overseas uh, may may be losing a customer, you know, because the person couldn't take the webinar. And so I think that's very frustrating. And so I decided I wanted to put together uh, some platforms, apps, softwares and things that um, if you are in China, you can still use it uh, for the overseas. Uh, You don't require VPN. And if you are overseas trying to enter China, you can still use those as well. So we will be, I've, uh, it will be available to us here.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a smart idea, um, sharing some of the, the tools and the tips um, so you can minimize lost sales, uh, make better connections and, and just have a better experience uh, going into China and, and servicing China and vice versa.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, a lot of people, I mean, there is a huge market here in China, even for the Chinese that speak English. And um, some of the, the the foreign companies, they want to uh, provide webinars and things and tap into the market. But the thing is, they have no idea what works, what doesn't work. And so I haven't really seen a place where... Uh, you can just go and, and understand, okay, this works in China. Okay, this doesn't. And so I decided I'm going to create something um, for both audiences, for people that are trying to develop something in China, but for people that also need to reach from China, the overseas market, but um, doesn't have a, a VPN or cannot use a VPN. or Because, you know, also sometimes yeah. the VPN is not working and um, it's super slow. And that can be a bummer. Like if you're doing a webinar... And you are using, let's like say, I'm doing a webinar from China and I'm using a VPN. And suddenly, that that day of the of the workshop, you know, we had hundred two hundred people signed up, and my VPN is not working. So what do I do?
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, today during this uh, recording, we're also struggling a little bit. But uh, the the audience maybe can hear that uh, here and there a little bit as well. But um, it's always exciting to do things in China, but not always the easiest, right?
0: Mm-hmm, exactly, exactly, and it is. And if you know how to tap into the market, there are there are huge possibilities here for businesses.
1: Yeah, I fully agree, and I I think it's great that this this ties back into LinkedIn. You're you're providing value free value, uh, which again you can use as your marketing strategy in LinkedIn and your other social um, platforms.
0: Yeah, correct, and and LinkedIn is available in China, so. I don't think there is a better place for you to be right now other than LinkedIn for business.
1: Okay, that sounds great. And and on that note, I think we'd like to wrap things up. so I'd like to say thank you and, and maybe we can have a talk again in the future because you're, you're always working on all kinds of projects uh, in and related to China, um, like empowering uh, your Women Business uh, uh, Association or the Tatak Talks that you did in the, in the past. So um, we're very happy to have you on and be sharing all the knowledge that you just shared with us. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for that.
0: Thank you, Jones. It was my pleasure. I had a great time and I hope your audience liked the content and I'll be looking forward to be here another time.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, As a last thing, what what kind of ways people can reach out to you and and to you or your business?
0: People can reach uh, out to me via my website, which is Daniela with double L Santana.com. Or, of course, via LinkedIn, if you type in Daniela Santana as well, you'll be able to find me. Uh, Or you can also uh, use www.linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash altogether Daniela Santana.
1: Okay, that sounds great. Just remind, if you send Daniela a a message on LinkedIn, you might be at the bottom of those 500 messages. So it might take a while to get a reply. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) uh, Good stuff. um we'll, we'll link all those things in the in the show notes um so people can find them easily and um if people have any questions or you want to participate in the in the workshop um definitely uh research into daniela and what she what she does
0: yeah lovely thank you so much jones
1: yeah you're, you're welcome thank you very much for being on the show
0: thank you doing business in china is a complex world you can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze But don't
1: worry, China Businesscast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.